Hi everyone! Thank you so much for coming out to my podcast. I really appreciate you all spending your time here with me. I'm going to share a theory with you that I want to say I came up with, but I feel like I more discovered it on December 20th of 2020. And please know that I will be making generalizations, and that's just to explain my point better. I have a parent who's a narcissist, which shapes some of my logic and how I see things. So also keep that in mind while I share my theory about insecurity with you. All right. Parents see children as a reflection of themselves. When a parent dislikes their child's behavior or disagrees with their child's choices, they feel threatened. And when human beings feel threatened, you know, we all know this, um, they, we drop into survival mode, which is the most basic form of the human experience. In our case, the threatening stimuli is the child's behavior or choices, which makes a parent feel insecure, hence survival mode. Here, adults parent their children out of fear and insecurity instead of love and support. The child, like the parent, feels alarmed and, like the parent, falls into survival mode. Okay, I can feel my voice sounding weird right now. I'm going to get some water. I should probably edit that out, but I don't know how, so... (laughs) Sorry about that. Alright, anyways. These exchanges are characterized by a series of reactions in which both parties are being entirely controlled by instincts. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you know, when you're in a fight with someone and you're both feeling threatened, you're both insecure, and you both are just like, at least, I guess you can't really know how the other person is feeling, but you feel threatened, you feel insecure, and you're just like, it's all instincts. Like, sometimes, you know, you say things you don't mean, or you're talking louder than you normally would. It's it's not really you making your choices at this point. You're kind of just You're choosing to let yourself be guided by your instincts. And these interactions are scarring for the child, as I'm sure you can imagine, because they rely on their parent for shelter or safety, warmth or love, food or nourishment. And being treated like a dangerous stimuli will disrupt the child's sense of security. The parent treating them poorly makes the kid question the parent and grow fearful because the person or people they relied on hurt them. And you can see why this is confusing for the child, especially because children do not recognize their parents behaving out of insecurity. So they perceive their parents' behavior as dangerous or unprompted, and this breeds distrust and caution within the child towards their parent. And when they do perceive that they were the threatening stimuli that prompted their parent to behave like that, the child begins to wonder what's wrong with them, and that makes them feel insecure. Ultimately, the kid then carries this trauma with them. So, example, let's say you have like a set of siblings, two sisters, and one of them is just naturally gifted in academic settings. Like, one of them is like really good at school. I don't even, I don't have an older sister, so I don't really know where this example is coming from, but I feel like this is a really simplified way to explain what I'm trying to talk about. And right, so a set of siblings, older sister, great at school, younger sister, she's good at school. It just doesn't come as naturally to her. She has to work a little bit harder. And the older sister is valid Victorian, gets into an Ivy. And the younger sister gets into a great school. She's not valid Victorian, but she still does pretty well in school. It just didn't come as naturally. It's, it's, it wasn't like easy. She had to work a lot harder and she didn't get to where she deemed to be as successful as her sister. Then fast forward, um, the younger sibling, the one who um, had to like work harder in school, has a kid, 
and he's in fourth grade and he gets a C in math. Now this, I do know where this is coming from because (laughs) when I was in fourth grade, I got a C in math, but my parents, they were actually, they were pretty nice about it. Um, but anyways, back to our example. So this fourth grade boy, he gets a C in math and his mom is really upset because this triggers like a deep insecurity with her, something that she's always had ever since she's had been in grade school and even ever since she graduated college from the time she was in kindergarten to college basically she's carried this around with her and her kid comes home he has a seat the kid's in fourth grade he's not like (laughs) you know he's just playing and learning and and the way that fourth graders do but the mom is is really upset by this and she projects all of those insecurities onto him when he gets that seat because she's like oh my gosh my kid my kid isn't like getting like great grades like and you know if that kid is an extension of herself that's a very specific to a narcissist but if that kid is an extension to herself then she didn't get a good grade you know what I'm saying right so then that child let's say this is the first time that she freaked out at him this the the poor child is gonna be like oh my gosh what is happening he's not gonna understand anything at all sorry I got distracted by a bug I don't even know what kind of bug that is Okay, I'm sorry about that. Back to my example. The poor kid's going to be like, what the hell is happening? Like, his mom all of a sudden just, like, freaks out at him. That has to be so terrifying. And then that kid never knows when it's going to happen again. But he does know, C in math, mom freaks out. He's never going to ever want to get another C ever again. And then he's going to carry around that sense of insecurity about school. You know what I'm saying? So she basically just projected and instilled her own insecurity onto that onto her son. And I look at, like... My friends with kind of dysfunctional family dynamics, I look at my own family dynamic and very few, no family is perfect, obviously, that's just not realistic, that's just not life, but very few have, I think, what could be described as um, healthy for the majority of the time. Everybody has their own problems and every family faces their own things and and I think that that there are environments that are more severe than others but I feel like there's such a high concentration of people who don't always feel safe at home or or face a lot of negativity from their parents and it just makes me wonder why and I think it really all boils down to that fear and that insecurity mainly the insecurity and then that just shows how important it is to resolve your own trauma let's go back to my example so now this fourth grade boy is he has that fear in him right of the academics fast forward he has kids let's say his daughter gets a c in math so now he has a choice he can either freak out and lash out at her and project that insecurity that's now and then just like pass that insecurity down or he can break the cycle before it even starts and heal from his own trauma and i think that's really the answer i've always been afraid to like myself or love myself because i thought like um, I'm actually going to talk about this in another, in another podcast, but I, I, I kind of figured like, what's the harm in disliking myself? Like I love everyone else. Like, so it's only hurting me, you know, but really it's not only hurting you because those insecurities are things that you're susceptible to projecting onto other people. And I think that's why things can get, dysfunction can get passed down. And it's not, it goes even farther than insecurities, you know, like bad habits and that sort of thing, which I would argue most bad habits are rooted in insecurity, but that's just me. So I don't really know how to end this, but thank you so much. If, if you've made it this far, if you've listened to all of it to this point, I really, really thank you. And I hope that you got something out of it. And I wish you a good day.